Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foulball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you're doing well because I'm doing phenomenally. Thank you very much. I hope that you're not watching on Rumble because if you're watching on Rumble, you can't see this shit because I didn't set it up properly because I'm a dumbass. <laughs> boo, 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 whoopsie daisy. I'm like, why am I, why isn't it, how come I can't, I didn't do it right. I didn't do it right, and I'm very sorry about that. If you wanted to check me out on Rumble, I don't think I can get it done today, unfortunately. No, it doesn't look like it. It looks like it won't be live on Rumble, even though I advertise it that way. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm an idiot. Sorry. Oh, boy. No. Says they're viewing. Oh, God. I suck. Big time boomer parrot head. Big time. That was a huge error in my my part. I'm like, like I'm trying to refresh it. I'm like, why, why, why? Uh, you know, Rumble's a little different sometimes. Oh my god. Whoopsie. Can I add a destination? Oh, I can still add a destination. Well, let's let those uh, let's let's give those Rumble fans a chance here. Um, it's gonna take me a moment to figure that out. So if you were hoping for Rumble, just hang out with me on YouTube while I live do i'm an idiot i'm an idiot okay well i hope you guys are doing well um it is thursday thursday uh and it's the mfr podcast <laughs> sorry i suck i suck so much um all right there we go rumble two okay hopefully now it's live on rumble let's see I suck. I'm sorry. All right. Not quite yet, but hopefully soon. Anyway, it's MFR Podcast, guys. How you doing today? I hope you're doing well. It's uh, it's Thursday. It's the 34th episode. I had a fun week. I had a very fun week. I made a sketch on Monday. I don't know if you, if you haven't seen it. If you have, thanks for watching. If you haven't, I recommend it. Uh, it's super fun. Uh, I've been trying to push out more uh, more scripted content. I put that one out. Uh, I just shot it kind of like on a whim. Like I've been wanting to do like sketch ideas, but this one I was like, all right, let's just go figure this out. Went to the park and made that one work and uh, put it out. And it was doing like, okay, like not great, like pretty typical. And I was like, no, fuck this. Fuck this. I put work into this one. So I, I like went on Twitter and like hand marketed it. Like I just went to people and at mentioned them like, watch, check it out. If you haven't seen it, check it out. And for whatever reason, that kickstarted the algorithm and that video is actually doing pretty well. 2000, 2000 views, which is for me and my channel, fucking terrific. I'm very happy about that. Uh, so I'm going to keep bringing you more scripted content. I think it's pretty fun, relevant, uh, topical, kind of you know, funny, obviously. Uh, me and my friend here in Austin shot another one last night that I think is super fun. So keep a lookout on that. I'm going to try to bring it out on Monday, but no guarantees on that. There's a lot more editing involved. This one was really just kind of chopping up the takes and stitching it together. Uh, the one we shot last night is like a full on scripted thing with multiple angles and coverage and editing and it's going to take a, a lot more time um you know i would love to have it out on monday no guarantees no guarantees they say the first step to admit is you, uh, the first step is to admit you have a problem 
I confess. I confess. I suck at YouTube. I'm very bad. I apologize. I apologize, but I hope you're having a great day. Hope you're having a great friggin' day. Is it? Are we finally live on goddamn Rumble? Okay, good. Jesus. Goddamn. Horrible start. Terrible start. Sorry. Just tripped out the gate. Face planted. No chance for a gold medal. Just just hope you finish the race at this point. Just hope you finish the race. Um, yeah. I, uh, I did something yesterday I'd never done before, but I've heard a lot about. So I go to a gym. I go to a, uh, a rock climbing gym here in Austin, Texas, which I know totally like hipstery, like urban fairy kind of thing to do. But I, I think it's super fun. If you have any interest in rock climbing, I definitely recommend it. It's a really fun sport. It's uh, different and it kind of has like a playful feel. So it's like even though you're like, you know, working out, it kind of reminds you of being a kid. And so there's like strategy that you have to employ when you climb up the walls. Like it's not just go climb. It's hard. It's really hard. And it like stretches like you, you really get your finger strength, your hand strength, your forearm strength, which I didn't realize was like weak until I'm like, I can't hold on. And I'm watching these, these skinny, scrawny little dudes, like just gripping the wall with their fingers and climb. I'm just like, wow, that is incredible. Uh, and uh, so I, I really got into that. And uh, the other thing this gym has, which is rad is a sauna. So I've been trying to sauna more. It's supposed to be super healthy, cleanse the toxins. I try to cleanse toxins as often as I can. I cleanse them right out of my system. Um, but they, just recently introduced a cold plunge and i have never done that before and i did it yesterday and ooh doggy ooh doggy is that an experience uh i've been like trying to take like cold showers they say that's good for you you know you should take a cold shower and it kind of like invigorates you it's supposed to be healthy helps your immune system helps your overall health allegedly that's what i've heard um so i've been trying to do that so i did the uh the cold plunge yesterday holy shit that was insane like it's so cold it it hurts it literally stings it burns it's like it feels like your entire body is being stabbed with knives i i i don't know how long i lasted but i don't even think it was 30 seconds it said the limit is three minutes like that's as long as you're allowed to stay into that cold plunge but i mean i barely lasted a you know, 10 15 seconds it was absolutely brutal brutal i was just like oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it sucked but it was like dope like when you're when you get out you know you get like this rush of endorphins like you feel like super healthy i mean the, the water was literally like 46 or 47 degrees something like that i mean it's like brutally cold brutal um but uh that was a fun experience that was a new one I've never done before. Yeah. I've been trying to be healthier, trying to keep my life a little bit more together. Uh, I'm not drinking for the month of October. Although like immediately out the gate, I fucked it up. <laughs> I wasn't keeping track of the dates and I didn't realize that Sunday was like the first. So I went out and like watched football and got loaded. And then the next day I was at work and I was like checking my watch and it was like October 2nd. I was like the second, oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I was supposed, I wasn't supposed to drink. And I did. And I got smashed. I got schnackered. 
um, like a dumbass. But uh, but since then, I've been sober, which has been interesting. I don't know how much y'all drink. I drink quite a bit, uh, and I have for like a while. And so, like, just stopping hard stop on something that you do quite a lot is like dramatic. But overall, feeling healthier, sleeping better, sleeping more. You know, like, was it two nights ago? I went to bed at like ten thirty, which is like that's crazy. I never do that ever because I work at night for the most part. Generally, you know, I don't even get to bed one o'clock as early for me. So I got to bed like 10.30, I slept like 9, 10 hours, you know, like a healthy person. It was really something else. Uh, so I'll keep you updated on my sober October journey. It's, uh, it's I don't know, it seems like it's pretty going pretty good. I feel better. I feel like less of a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, what do we got going on today in the news? Lots of stuff, right? Lots of lot, bloody oh, lots of good stuff, right? Uh, let me see here. Hmm. This is hilarious. Really, something else too. Uh, I think it's a uh, interesting. I was listening to um, Carl Benjamin's Lotus Eaters uh, yesterday. He's got like uh, I guess he has like a website called like LotusEaters.com where he puts out a lot of his content there. And he doesn't do like a lot of public YouTube. I personally am not a huge fan of that. I don't mind people with paywall stuff. Um, I, I get it. You know, the Daily Wire, uh, Anthony Cumia does it. Lots of people do it. I, I, I understand that. I respect it. But I don't know, man. Like there are so many streaming services and so many different ways to get content, especially when it comes to something like that's podcast or news based sort of thing like. I don't know, putting everything behind a paywall. What's up, horny Alf? What's up, Thoth? Good to see y'all. Putting everything behind a paywall, I just feel like is bad business. Like, I don't want to, I don't know. Like, I want to be able to, like, interact with it. And then if I want more, go to your pay service. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to only pay for, like, it's like podcasting, especially, or news stuff like that, because there's so much other avenues out there for podcasting, for watching content, like, there's so many different, you know, news podcasts, sports podcasts, comedy podcasts, live streaming YouTubers. There's so many options that if you put yourself behind a paywall, like I, I will just forget about you. And I, I know that's like kind of shitty. And I, but I, re- and I really like Carl Benjamin, but I don't know. Like, I want to be incentivized into paying for your content, not like restricted from seeing it if I don't pay for it. You know. Like when it's something like Netflix or HBO, it's a little bit more reasonable, right? Because there's there's almost certainly going to be at least movies I know and love, you know, that I can rewatch. But then there's going to be a library of other content. Now, I know these other services say they offer that, but it's not the same. And we all know that. So I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan of doing it like that personally, personally. Um, but I was listening to him talk about uh, this particular issue. Uh, which I like about kind of about like leftist ideology and how it changes when it comes to your doorstep. You know, like a lot of leftist ideology, I think, comes out of this sort of perceived view or this sort of how you idealize view or how it sounds nice and this, that and the other, but doesn't actually deal with the hard and fast reality. Well, I think it was DeSantis that got this going, but it is sure changing. Um, we've got a few stories here that are regard- related to this. So 
Chicago migrants crammed on sidewalk with belongings after being locked out of police station. So this is going on in Chicago. It seems like, I mean, from the, let's see, I mean, whoa. Oh, this is them getting on like to the border. <laughs> Dude, people do not understand the Pandora's box that they're opening with having this open border. Like I was watching a video the other day and it was people from like Ghana. It's not just all these dreamers, you know, from these underprivileged. I mean, it is, but it's also like, it's now going to be the whole world. If you're just going to let everyone in, it's like, of course, they're going to come here for more opportunity. Everyone would. It's like, but then it, if you let everyone in, then the opportunities are gone and it's not the country that it is. Like there has to be a system. Every other, every country, like the history of the country, the, the world has had borders and border patrol. It's, it's crazy that this is some sort of like, oh, aggressive right-wing stance to have a fucking border. Uh, hello, man of war. Can I pay you more to show me less? <laughs> How dare you? You love my content. You're a big fan. That's, uh, that's just not true, man of war. I won't believe that you believe that. I refuse. Um, but this, I guess, is going on in Chicago now. So migrants in Chicago were locked out of a police station where they were being housed as they gathered on a crowded sidewalk Wednesday with all their belongings. The city was pre preparing for more arrivals. Because for years, it was the border states. And now these border states have had enough and they are bringing these, all these migrants to the doorstep of the people who <laughs> also smugly look down at these red states who happen to have a problem with it. Shelters are currently housing more than nine... 9,800 migrants, another 3,000 are waiting to be placed somewhere. More than 17,000 migrants have come to Chicago since last August. Like this past August or like a year ago, August? Like there's a lot of military-aged men in this, in this uh, picture here. A lot of military-aged men. I, I don't know how that helps the country in a lot of different ways. Oh, Texas hat. Yep. I'm sure he got that on his way up. Many have been bused from Texas as part of Texas governor Greg Abbott's plan to relocate migrants from border towns to so-called sanctuary cities, which is brilliant. Enough's enough. You want to take them? Go ahead. Take them. Go ahead. All these states need to get destroyed because you can't take in. You, you, you like have to, you got to look good with your policies. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. So this is happening. Uh, this is going on in Chicago, right? Okay, well, this is also another story uh, from today that just came out. Um, this is from the Daily Mail. Hail Morgan Holloway. Good to see you, sir. Uh, ma'am. <laughs> Good to see you, ma'am. Excuse me. Uh, this is... Uh, God damn it. NYC Mayor Eric Adams goes to Mexico to tell migrants that the Big Apple is at capacity after 122,000 arrived last year. Isn't that interesting? That was a quick change of tone. Real fast turnaround. Oh, the suddenly when it's your problem, you do recognize that it's an issue. But when you get to look good in front of all your social elite friends, oh, well, it's just all these rednecks and fools down in these border states, huh? Yeah, interesting. Very, very interesting. Also, it's not just Mexico, Eric Adams. It's a lot more. It's all of South America. It's apparently it's Africa. It's probably going to be the Middle East as well, which is great because they love us. So I'm sure they wouldn't slip in some terrorists with all these dreamers. 
Uh, Eric Adams arrived in Mexico City in a bid to dissuade migrants from making their way to the Big Apple. New York City is buckling under the strain of the influx with the cost of the accommodation setting them set with the cost of accommodating them set to tip 4.7 billion dollars almost like if you let in a bunch of people who can't contribute tax money and you have to just house them oh it's like a giant expense that you don't have pretty amazing uh morgan holloway i got a notification from rumble about your stream but not youtube of fucking course yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess the YouTube algorithm favored me on my sketch, which I was glad to see. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Forward apologizing for the Pride Raptor. Uh, hello, Papa Cotton. But uh, yeah, they don't they don't always treat me with the best best respect. I don't know. I say I, I say too much edgy face shit, man, and YouTube can't handle it. They can't handle my aggressive insight. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> So, Adams' tour to discourage migrants is in stark contrast. It's supposed to be contrast. This is a stark contract to August 2020 when he traveled to Port Authority to welcome them and said he's proud to be a shelter state. Yeah, that changed real, real fast in a year. He now flying to Mexico and be like, hey, 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 actually, not necessarily the best thing for us or the country or. We understand you're dispossessed, but actually take it up with your own leaders because it is their responsibility at the end of the day, so especially in a place like Mexico. I learned this from Mr. Razorfist, whom I love. Uh, apparently, Mexico is incredibly resource rich, natural resource rich. They have like a big oil reserves. It's just an incredibly corrupt country that like won't let their own people thrive. Like, it was really fascinating. You should go watch Razor Fist's video on this. It's one of his most popular videos. And it was really, like, kind of, um, what's the word? Like, more compassionate? Is that the right word? More gentle. It's more like a, the gentle side of Razor Fist. But it was just a different angle than normal. And his whole angle was just, like, it's not that whether we should let people in. It's that you think Mexico should be poor. And that's just not the case. And it was really fascinating. Um, Papa Cotton says, you don't say anything out of the normie, Matt. No, I'm edgy. I'm very edgy, Papa. I say all kinds of things. Ooh, I blow your mind every stream. You can't even handle this. Too much. Too much. Yes, check out the Pride Ford Raptor sketch if you haven't seen it. Please do. I think it's really funny. And there's another one coming. I was just saying. I worked on another one last night. This one's a bigger operation. There's more actors involved. It's a bigger production, but it's coming. More content, more sketches. Hope you love them. Hope you watch them. Um, so basically, yeah, it's like this is an untenable situation. Obviously, anyone with a fucking brain did tell you that. You just chose not to. You just chose not to acknowledge them. You're just like, no, that's racist. You know, you hate Mexicans. Blah 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 blah. And then it's like, I mean, literally within a year of DeSantis and, and Governor Abbott bringing them into these like sanctuary cities and all these like, you know, liberal havens, these utopias, these leftist utopias. Boy, did they change their tone real quick, real fucking quick. And they changed it so much that the president, Joseph Braindead Biden, uh, is building a border wall. <laughs>
I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? For eight years, the entire fucking campaign of, of Trump, the entire presidency, all we heard was it's fucking racist and how dare you and the board and like build the wall and this like right wing rhetoric, da, 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 bam. The second it affects liberal cities, everything fucking changes immediately. Do you believe this shit? Uh, Parrothead says, Bryden isn't building the wall. Abbott is. Well, let's read and let's find out. The Biden administration has made a stunning reversal in migration policy by revealing it will build 20 miles of border wall to try and combat the latest surge of migrant crossings. Like... That was Trump's rallying cry for years. Build the wall. That's all he was saying. And everyone mocked him for it. And everyone teased the, like, all this. It's like, I, I, like, I can't make this shit up. It's insane. Uh, Man of War. Matt is Howard confirmed. I've seen him chase Flintstones chewables with not one, but two ecto coolers. <laughs> hey, listen, take it easy. Okay. Stop. Airing out my dirty laundry. Um, but what? <laughs> In the shock announcement of Wednesday night, the Department of Homeland Security said it's waiving 26 federal laws to start constructing a new physical barrier that was started under Donald Trump. <laughs> like he knew what he was talking about. Like it was the right call. Oh, my God. The Biden White House has consistently slammed Trump's tough migration policy and even canceled the wall construction when Biden took office. On his first day in office, Biden even declared that building a wall wasn't a serious policy solution. But the recent acceleration of migrant crossings and pressure to deal with the crisis has now forced the federal government to change direction. Like, <laughs> and I'm sure there will be a huge outrage from all the people who hated Trump, all the people with TDS, all the people that were losing their minds about how racist this policy. I'm sure they're all taken to X or threads or whatever bullshit to, to voice their outs or outrage, right? To scream and yell and throw a little fit about how racist this is, right? I'm sure we're going to see that. I'm sure that'll be the follow-up. Unfucking believable Papa Cotton said, a wall won't matter if the gates are open. I did see that video. I did see that video at the Texas border where they were just letting people in. I was like, well, what's the point? I thought that's why they brought the National Guard down there to stop the surge of people coming across. I, I mean, I just, you know, just fucking can't. Just fucking can't. The U-turn comes as Democrat-run cities such as New York and Chicago demand Biden to do more to stop crossings ending, ending up in their uh, the border crossers, ending up in their communities and st straining resources. I mean, literally the second it happened, the moment they got actually affected by this, they everyone changed their tone. Everyone. It's just incredible how, like, in our own country, like, you have like a different way of life. And so I can't listen to what you're saying as a serious problem. I can't genuinely be like, oh, that is an issue. No, it's uh, you're you're from a red state. So therefore, your opinion doesn't mean anything. 
the second it matter it affects them, they're like, build the wall. They're all putting on MAGA hats. Unfucking believable. Unfucking believable. <laughs> and here he is. Trump talking about the wall in 2020. What a monster he was at the time. Absolute monster. Yeah. I think we get it. Yeah, this is where we're talking. Border security cuts Eagle press past razor wire to let migrants through. What is... I don't understand. This I don't get. Like, what are they doing? I mean, we you can't. You can, I'm no policy expert. I'm not even that smart. But I can tell you, this can't continue. You can't just have this influx of unchecked, absolutely no accountability people. There's no social security numbers, no identification, no addresses, just running wild on the country. You can't have that. It's a national security issue. We have a lot of enemies. They're going to sneak people in who want to take from us. That's just, just pure and simple. Has to be. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway, oh, guys, I forgot to mention, uh, you probably shouldn't even be watching, to be completely honest. Hail Critical Kitten 666 <laughs> on the Rumble side. Hail to you, person. I have no idea what critical, what gender a critical kitten would be, but hail. Thanks for watching. Um, but you know what? You shouldn't even be watching, honestly. I'll tell you why. Because uh, there's an emergency meeting episode number 20. Dystopian destruction over on Andrew Tate's channel. Do you know what's crazy, though? Like, I, I mock. I'm kidding, right? But there are 35,000 people watching Tate's live stream right now. 35,000. Is that not, like, I honestly didn't know he still had that much pull. His Rumble channel has 1.64 million followers. That's quite a few. Quite a few. Um, let me, let me, I want to pop over there and just see what he's saying real quick. I'm just curious. I want to see what Top G's got to say. Tell you lies. And I'm going to read the chat in 25 seconds from now. All right, well, I guess, I don't know. But 35 million fucking people. <laughs> Man of War says you don't need to watch. Uh, VW can fill us in later. Sorry, 35,000 people. That's a lot of people that are watching Andrew Tate. I can't believe he still has that much pull, dude. I wonder how many people are like watching it to like mock it or just like report on it. But that is a lot of people to be watching Andrew Tate. I can be honest. I don't think I've ever watched Andrew Tate. Just a clip, so we were all forced to see. I don't think I've ever checked any of it out. Small-time Republic. I think Tate is good for sound bites. When he speaks for long periods of time, I don't get the appeal. No, I don't either. I mean, we watched one video in the cocktail lounge one night, and we are like, this guy's a, an ass. Like, he's just, like, clumsy and, and not cool and thinks he's cool, and he's coming across like such a weirdo. I don't get it. Maybe people identify with, like, his... Uh, like, I don't know, like his, his like uh, rebellious nature or, you know, kind of like the Trump thing, like they're out to get me. So I don't know. I am genuinely confused about that, but all right, well, whatever. Uh, so here's a fun story. Let me see here. 
All right. So this, I saw this today on the New York Post, which is a great, great resource if you want to do a live stream. I wouldn't go there for actual news, but if you want fun news to talk about with your listeners on a live stream, I recommend checking it out. Cop recognized as OnlyFans model by subscriber she pulled over, now facing a probe. <laughs> this is a true story. This really happened. So I guess a cop in Minneapolis has OnlyFans, which I'm pretty sure is against their rules, and then pulled over someone, and he's just like, I am a subscriber to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a, oh, pretty awkward. Well, the man who brought to light the OnlyFans page belonging to a Minneapolis police officer is sharing his story tonight. This came to light a few days ago when he asked a community leader and personal friend if it violated department policy. Fox Science Karen Scullin joins us now live with an update to this story. Karen. Well, it was just a few days ago that this man was pulled over for a routine traffic stop, but it didn't take long before he recognized that officer as someone that he's been following on OnlyFans for about five months. A simple traffic stop quickly turned into a where do I know you from for the Minneapolis man who was pulled over just a few days ago. It took 10 minutes to figure it out. The man spoke to us on the condition of anonymity. We were doing a little talking and checking, you know, as brothers, we was like, man, that's... He knew that the fourth precinct officer was someone that he had been following <sighs> for five months on OnlyFans. He says he's seen her explicit photos and watched her have sex. You gotta go to the, the VIP where you get to see the videos of her and her, 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 her husband or whoever that is. They do for we are not yet naming the officer, but it appears she's been running the site that offers. What the fuck? Not yet naming the officer. I need to do more research on this story. I need to know more. I got to get to the bottom of this one. The bottom Born of it. Customized it? videos, uh, among enough. other things, for some time. The police chief says he is investigating to see if MPD policy was violated. Meanwhile, the man who recognized her. <laughs> well. If their offer, if their uh, precinct didn't know her, she had an OnlyFans, and they hadn't seen it, they're all gonna now. <laughs> That's gonna blow up, and ripple through that precinct real fast. <laughs> what? Who does? I don't think. If I can, I don't think I've ever worked with anyone that I knew had an OnlyFans. I'm sure that I have come. No, that's not true. Nope, that's not true. I have. I just remembered that I have. I A friend of mine that we also worked together, he told me and he showed me and it was pretty awesome. But other than that, I can't really think of anyone. I used to work a lot in like Hollywood or whatever that uh, like, you know, they were in like, like movies, TV shows where they took off their clothes and it was like, you know, kind of public knowledge so that's a little different but uh when i i i don't know like that would have to be i guess it's like it's public right she's putting it out there it's a little weird of you to do that but i definitely think like if it was an option i would probably look into it you know it's just just out of curiosity i mean like that's so appealing right i mean remember like you know you're like in school, like all like the beautiful girls around you, like you wanted to see them naked. That was like the best possible thing you could 
hope to have happen. And then if you can just, you know, oh, that's you, Morgan Holloway. You're critical kid. Oh, sick. Right on. Uh, and if you could just, you know, pay a few bucks to see it, like, I don't know. I, I, I will confess. I will come to Jesus. I have subscribed to a few OnlyFans in the past. And that was mostly during the pandemic because I was bored, as we all were. And I lived in California where I didn't have much else going on. So you just, I don't know. Got to pass the time somehow, uh, but I do not currently. I don't really like it. Anytime I did it, I always felt kind of weird and gross about it. But I mean, if it was someone I worked with, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's pretty tempting. It's a pretty tempting uh, thing. So I don't know. Especially if it's a cop, too. I don't know. It's pretty funny. Says he can't quite look at her the same. I don't know if that'll hold up in a court of law, but it's an interesting argument. Cop and an OnlyFans model really just doesn't mix. Ah, I don't know if there's <laughs> degenerate. <laughs> hey, don't judge me or or her. Okay, she's a sex work is real work. Low spec. Okay, she's a queen. She's embracing her feminine power, and she's just just a working woman, same as having any other job. Being a teacher or a nurse, showing your pussy on the internet, all the same thing, low spec, okay? Sex work is real work. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I don't know if there's much more to this story, but it is pretty funny. I think that'd be pretty funny. Get pulled over and be like, sex kitten 99? Like, what? <laughs> like, what are you doing pulling me over? <laughs> Ah, uh, who is that guy who tried to judge her? Hmm? Oh, that would be, I don't, I don't know, Low Spec. I guess Low Spec was being a, a misogynist. Ugh. I just, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you guys had to witness that. I apologize, genuinely. Um, okay, what else you got today? That's kind of funny. This gave me a chuckle. Uh, all right, here we go. Danish artist told to repay museum 67,000 euro, I guess that is, after turning in blank canvases. A Danish artist has been ordered to return nearly 500,000 kroner. Okay, $72,000 or 58. Is that euros? Lira? I don't know all these funky symbols. I don't know what they mean. To a museum after giving it two blank canvases for a project he named Take the Money and Run. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That rules. That guy's great. A Kunstin, Kunst, Kunstin uh, Museum uh, in Aalborg. These are all such weird words. Had intended for Jens uh, Hanning to embed the banknotes in two pieces of art in 2021. Instead, he gave the Gave it blank canvases and told dr.dk, the work is that I have taken their money. <laughs> it's a it's a performance piece. Uh, I have taken their money as a statement 
about the nature of art and the world in which we live in. Um, it's a it's a criticism of big money and big art. So I just kept it and gave you a blank canvas as a statement, as an artistic expression. The court has now ordered him to return the cast, but keep some for, keep keep some for expenses. The art project was intended as a statement on salaries in Denmark. I was just kidding, but that's genuinely what he's trying to say. What a tool. The museum asked for the artist to return all the money, around 534,000 krona, but Mr. Hanang refused. Oh, isn't that strange? Got like, uh, oh, it's a comment on salaries. I mean, I'm keeping the money, but ooh, you should pay more. Now, after a long legal battle, a Copenhagen court on Monday ordered Mr. Hanning 58 to refund the museum five. 492,554 kroner. That figure, it said, was equivalent to the sum the museum had given him minus the artist's fee and the cost of mounting. <laughs> I think that's dope. Honest to God. I mean, if you want to pay for such pretentious, hollow artwork, I mean, why shouldn't he? Like, this is an artistic statement, technically. You know, he put it, he gave you what you asked for. It's take the money and run. It's a statement on art. He gave it to you. Absolutely brilliant. I agree. I agree, Papa Cotton. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Thor Thaw says all women should have an OnlyFans page. Hmm. I mean, it's brave and stunning if you do that. You're an, you're an empowered woman. Empowered. I mean, I don't want my girlfriend to have one or like any of my family members. No. But if you do it, you're you're an empowered, brave woman, and I I commend you. I respect you. That is a beautiful thing you're doing. Ugh. Uh, that's like the narrative nowadays. I don't know. Small Tire Republic. I'm saying the guy that got pulled over who watches porn and suddenly on his high horse. <laughs> Whatever, dude. What you don't watch porn? You're judging him. You're looking down on this man, on this soldier out there, just trying to survive. You're looking down on him, small time. Let he who was without porn cast the first stone. Okay, Mr. Republic. <laughs> Imagine seeing a new doctor and realize that you know him from the OnlyFans. <laughs> right? <laughs> How uncomfortable that would be. It's like is you, like you're uh, at the dentist and your hygienist is like, you're like, I, uh, uh, I think I know you. I think uh, I think you owe me. A video that I paid for. OnlyFans is for who is. For who is. Yeah, it's also permanent. Even though it's protected behind a paywall, those things get out. They get leaked. And then what are you going to like capture up every single individual photo? It's kind of like once you've done that, you've done that forever. I don't know. Hello, emotionally unstable amphibian. Howdy to you. Thank you for being here, sir. Thank you for being here. Um, but, 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 but yeah, that, but that, I love that data shark guy. That is fucking brilliant. I love that. Good for you. Good for you. Keep it. He should be able to keep the money. He fleeced these pretentious tools. Absolutely. Oh, this is great. Okay. This was like everywhere yesterday too. It was like one of the, one of these stories that I saw like on all these different platforms and basically everyone was kind of dunking on it, which I think is pretty great. Uh, so I don't know if you all heard about this one, but it's, um, okay. 
Fury as Women in Tech Conference is overrun with men claiming to be non-binary who cut in front of female attendees to network with employers. <laughs> Yo, game recognized game, dude. That's brilliant. Listen, you've created a system where you've incentivized having an identity that is atypical. So being a a man, a straight man, a straight white man. These are all very, ooh, bad things. Shouldn't, um, you, you know, you, you, you can't be those. We need to prioritize other identities and marginalized peoples and blah, fucking yaddy, blah, blah, right? So they create this these systems where it's like, oh, it's for women. Well, also like, you know, that's not just, pure biological women. It's kind of like whoever identifies as a woman. So all these dudes who are like trying to get into this industry, right? They have these, these uh, degrees, specializations, all these skills, but they can't get seen. They can't like get into this, these spheres because of all the hiring practices, which basically like, no, you can't be a part of our company because you don't have the right fucking physical features, which is like, so goddamn racist. Um, and they're like, okay, well, they're doing this thing for quote women. And then that, that doesn't just, that never means just women. It means like women and then trans women and then non-binary, blah, blah, blah. So all these dudes are just like, all right, fuck it. I'm non-binary. I need a job. I'm non-binary. Let's go. Absolutely brilliant. Female job seekers at a women in tech conference have reacted with fury after a number of men crashed a networking event, seemingly taking advantage of the acceptance of non-binary people. Dude, get fucked. Whatever, man. Like, you got to do what you got to do. Get good. The scandal erupted at the Grace Hopper Celebration of Women in Computing in Orlando, Florida, which is among the most lucrative job-finding conventions for young female professionals to meet major tech firms, often right out of college. But this year's summit held from September 26th to 29th was swarmed with men also looking to land a big inter interview with firms like Amazon, Apple, and Google. Yeah, duh. Fucking duh. Makes perfect sense. It's brilliant. I love it. Trump. No, no, no. There were all these videos of women, like, losing their minds. Oh, excuse me? When you're in line to network with a recruiter and... GHC and men cut in front of you? Uh, excuse me. I don't think they're men. They don't identify as men. They identify as non-binary. Do you see these, these uh, women misgendering? These brave, brave soldiers out there? It's unbelievable. I, I mean, I, I'm offended. I'm offended on their behalf. Calling them men? Excuse me. There's no men allowed in this conference. They are non-binary. They do not identify with a gender. How dare you? Great. I love it. Get dunked on. <laughs> Look at all these dudes. It's great. Nobody say I'm competing with men at the Grace Hopper conference. Uh, no, you're not. These, none of these are men. They all identify as uh, non-binary or transgender. So, uh-uh. So great, dude. So great. Also, it's just like the fact that something like this exists. It's like, we want the red carpet rolled down for us. We don't want to have any adverse experiences on our way as we just sort of coast down into being like millionaires in tech. It's like, 
no one else has that experience. No one gets that. Like you have to earn it. Everyone has to earn it. I, you know, I go, I go back and forth. Ah, oh, here we go. Nice. You can just strut on in here, come right up to my face, and steal a French fry out of my McDonald's bag. Oh. <laughs> They're just—that's the joke. That's what's it. Uh, me, me, me. Um. Oh, here we go. The competition, but like, I win. Like, keep it a stack. What the fuck? At least TikToks are awful. Why should I be surprised? Um. But, you know, I, I go back and forth with a lot of this because I, I like I listen to a lot of women in my life. You know what I mean? Like even my girlfriend talks about having issues at work because like a chick in a male environment. Now, obviously, I'm not there. You know what I mean? I take her word for it. Um, but at the same time, like I hear it a lot and it's like I never really see it firsthand, even though I hear it all the time. And then sometimes I do see it firsthand and I'm like, no, that's not what happened. Like, for instance, I was at work and it was like one of my first uh, few days at this new job. I've, I've been out there for a few months. Right. But I'm like literally in training and I'm at the bar and the girl who's training me isn't there. But I've been a bartender for like my whole life. So I know how to handle guests. So I'm just talking with the guy. And like getting, you know, getting his order and he asked me about something and blah, 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 you know, whatever. So walk away. I come back and then my trainer, she comes over and is like kind of like now taking control. Now, this dude, he doesn't know that I just started working there, like the, the guest. He has no idea. So he's like looking at her and looking at me and just kind of like confused. Like, should I tell her the order or should I tell him or whatever? And then he like proceeds to give his order and it's a little obscure and we're both not entirely sure and we eventually figure it out blah, blah blah really nothing completely harmless but then i was hearing her retell this story to other people that we work with like this guy was looking at her as like oh should i is can this girl even figure it out and i'm like in my head i'm like that's not what happened at all I was looking in his eyes i was standing right next to you there was absolutely no sexism involved whatsoever he was just a little confused because he was talking to me having a relationship with me and in the middle of the order you came over and he didn't know why that's it there was no sexism there was no oppression you're just putting that on you're projecting that onto the situation because it's like you're so convinced the world is sexist against you so any kind of uncomfortable situation with a man or something that's a little awkward you're now convinced guaranteed that's sexism and i know it wasn't i was standing literally right there so it's like i don't know i think it's really tricky you know because i think for a long time i used to act as if you know you do you do treat treat women like everyone else and treat them but it's like you can't do that because the way men interact with with other men is a lot different than the way women interact with each other and a lot different than the way men interact with women. When men treat women like men, they get, they throws them off. They're like, what is that? Like, they don't understand that this is how, these are our dynamics. This is how we interact with each other. This is like how we hold each other to a standard. It's, it's just different. It's a very different dynamic. And so it's like, I think when women like experience that they immediately assume it's sexist, but it's, it's not like this is just how we interact. This is just how we discuss things. And you're coming into these environments and expecting these things to like 
us to just change for you. And it's like, well, no, like that's not how this goes. So I think that's like a lot of like claims of like sexism is a lot of that. It's really just kind of confusion over styles and ways of interacting and having conversations because I, I see it and I'm like, okay, like I hear it from so many different women and I'm like, how come I don't see this? Like if I, if, if, if it's so common, right, shouldn't I have at least seen it or overheard it? Or shouldn't some of these evil patriarchal men have confided in me, you know, as one of the bad guys, right? Shouldn't they have confided something very sexist with me? And I just don't, I don't ever see this. I never encounter it. But somehow it's so prevalent, every woman experiences it. And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think there's something else at work here. Something else at play. I do believe it exists. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. And there's definitely, you know, creeps and dickheads and guys who just flat out don't respect women. But I don't know. Like, I also think there's as much as like you have to earn respect. It isn't just handed to you because you're you showed up like you got to earn your place. I don't know, because now as I'm saying this, it's like, well, I know my girlfriend fucking works super hard. She kills it. And she still says that she gets these interactions. So it's like it's one of these things I just I. I'm like still doing the mental research on. I'm still trying to figure out like, what's the miscommunication here? What is the actual thing going on? Because like, I don't believe it's this widespread anti-woman thing. I just think it's, I just don't see it that way. And I don't think that's how it goes down. Because I, I don't know, like I've been an employer and I hire women. If like you do the good job, if you're respectable, you you kill, I, I, you know, please work with me. I love it. I've had like, Female directors that I would follow in the battle. Like, you just, you're killing, you know, of course. It's like a respect thing. But then I feel like I didn't get, like, you know, accolades. You know what I mean? For treating it. So it's like, I don't know. Like, it's it's a, it's a, I don't know. It's a strange thing. I'd love to hear what you guys think about it. Because I'm, like, I'm genuinely perplexed about this whole dynamic in our society right now. If you have thoughts, please comment down below. But I'm genuinely curious. Um, Morgan Holloway said, women, especially young women, are so fucking entitled. Heard. That's a fact. The thing is, I think young people in general are entitled. I think I was a pretty entitled young guy. The difference is the world doesn't care if I feel entitled to anything. The world... The world is a vampire. The world like uh, caters, I think, to like young women's feelings of entitlement. And when they, when they cry injustice, everyone rushes to their aid. Instead of just being like, shut up, you little brat. Grow up. Get good. Work harder. Focus. I think that's the significant difference. Because I, I know that I was entitled. I know that young people in general are kind of entitled. So I just think it's... Uh, Papa Cotton says, I'm kind of sound like an incel, Matt. Are you not an ally for women? No, I'm totally an ally. I would never, I think the right things. I would never not. Uh, uh, I, I'm an ally. Certainly. Please fucking use your tyranny <laughs> with, with all your, all your non-power to, to extricate me from society and go gossip about me and tell your friends how I didn't say the right thing and I don't have the right opinions. 
Yeah, right. Powerless. Mm-hmm. Lord thought you listened to a lot of women actually listen. Wow. I bet you're talking slick on YouTube. I bet you don't talk like that to your woman. I bet you're I bet I bet you're a very good husband, Lord Thoth. That's my assumption. That's my my bet. I bet you treat you do treat your woman quite well. Well, the thing is, like, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? I gotta listen to them. And I have like, you know, female friends and shit like that. I am trying to just because it's like it, I hear it so ubiquitously. It's so few women I've met who are just like, no, no. You know, like I've had I've had like friends in, that are that are not like that. And they just they they understand better. They usually they usually interact better. They don't have these problems. But I mean, I hear it from so many other women that I'm just trying to like get to the bottom of it. Uh, Morgan Holloway, job should be based on merit. Yeah, 100 percent. That should be the number one characteristic. I don't know. Women's rights are human rights. Matt, shake my head. Sorry, Papa. I, I'm letting you down here, buddy. I apologize, man. I didn't mean to uh, disappoint you uh, with my horrible, horrible incel, uh, incel takes. Morgan Holloway, all these bitches have tinted, sexist tinted glasses. Now, that I think is true. I really do think that's true. I think it's, you know, when you're told from such a young age, you go to college, you see things like the fucking Barbie movie. I think, you know, you really start to believe it and then you start to see it everywhere. Like there was this study I heard about um, years ago. Well, I don't even know how long ago, well, ago it was, but there was a study where they had all these people participating in it and they told them that they were going to give them prosthetic makeup, like scars and stuff like that to, uh, to, see and then put them in these job interviews and they were going to see if like the study was trying to determine whether it would affect how often or not often they were hired right so they put all this makeup on these people and they set them up with these job interviews to like you know go talk and then right before they put them in the interview they're like oh let me touch up the makeup and so when they touched it up they removed all the scars so these people are walking into these interviews thinking they still have the scars but they don't and then it was an overwhelming majority of the people came back and reported that they felt that they were being discriminated against based on the scars, but they didn't have them. So it's like, it's that perception thing. It's like, if you believe it's out there, you will find it. But it's a lot of it really is just perception. It's not necessarily really there. And it's a, it's a pretty interesting one. I don't know how you convince people that like, like my coworker there who was so sure this guy who was just trying to get his order correct and just interacting with the person that he interacted with before, you know, she was so sure he was this misogynist who looked down on women with that. I'm telling you wasn't the case. I was standing right there. That's not what fucking happened, but you could, I guarantee you couldn't convince her otherwise. Uh, Papa cotton women compliment each other to their face and don't mean it. Men insult each other to their face and don't mean it. Yep. Pretty fair. Pretty fair. I do think like that, uh, that compliment thing, I think, is a lot to do with it, to be completely honest. Like, I know you're kidding, but I do think that has a lot to do with it. I think if you're like women lead with so many compliments. I mean, I see every single female interaction opens up with a compliment. They all they all start like that. And I think like we don't do that. Men don't walk up to, you know, I, I mean, if it's a particularly cool pair of sneakers or something. Yeah, I might say something. But for the most part, I don't just walk up to a dude and be like, yo, nice, great shirt. Oh, your hair looks so good. Cool sunglasses. Like I never, we don't communicate like that. And I think like 
the fact that we don't and they do and a lot of interactions, I think it like throws them off because they have like they do. There's like girly kind of clicky things. And man, we don't participate in that shit. We just don't. It's just not how we interact. So I think like that really does genuinely like throw them off. I don't know. It's a it's a theory. It's not it's not something I've got concrete, hard evidence on. But I think maybe we're just different. I agree. I agree. Guys are usually immune to noticing that unless it's blatant, to be honest. The sexism thing? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm a pretty sensitive guy, Lord Thoth. I'm pretty sensitive. I don't know. I feel like I've definitely been the victim of, like, sexism with shit in, like, my workplace. You know, I definitely feel like I've worked for women especially like in LA who were like, so sure. Like they were like, like I'm the boss and I'm not going to let this man. So they end up like treat me like shit. Cause they think like that's showing power. And I'm like, what is what these fucking broads? Why are they being like this? And it's like, Oh, I think they, I think they're just like, no, we're in charge. And then they won't ask for questions and they won't ask for help. And then it's like, they run their business terribly. That being said though, where I currently work, all three of my managers are women, and I respect all three of them. They're all great. I have no complaints about any of them. Like, I don't share their palates. Like, I hate the wine we pick because it's all, like, extra acidic and sour. And I'm like, oh, these fucking chicks with their citrus and sour palates. But other than that, like, I really respect them. I, You know, I work hard for them, and I do what they ask, and I have no problems or complaints at all. So it's, I, I really don't think it's like a gendered issue. I think it's more of like a character issue, like a personal thing. Like if you're a cunt, you can be a male cunt, a female cunt, just, you know, treat people with respect and they will treat you with respect. I think is typically how it works. I think a lot of people do just expect though to just get respect without giving anything back. And it's like, that's flat out not how it works. Um... Morgan Holloway, nah, man, as a tomboy, I'd rather be one of the boys and hang out with those shallow, egotistical chicks with their taggy glitz. That is like the kind of the tomboy girls. I think they tend to have a little bit more like maybe because they spent more time around guys just as a friend or just doing like guy shit. They don't have that same kind of uh, view of it. That could be. I don't know. Maybe it has to do with like having brothers or something growing up. I don't know. But usually, yeah, I mean, a lot of the tomboys I knew, like they don't really have that kind of issue like. I don't really ever hear them complaining about their station in life as a woman. I don't know. Then there was that, there was that woman like, uh, who was that? The, she, I th I've talked about this a few times, but it was really interesting. And, and it like recently came out. There was like a, I guess she died. I think she killed herself or something, which is like kind of sad. Um, but there was this feminist woman and she like went undercover as a man, you know, to kind of like expose all this misogyny and then like ended up having a completely different perspective when she was done. Like she went undercover to like exploit how evil men are. And then she came out like being like, no, like men are in pain. We, we have to have more empathy for men. Like, and then she said like, uh, do you like being a woman like more or less or something like that. She's like, now she goes, no, I like being a, a woman more. Cause I realize it's a privilege. And I was just like, 
yo, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, just like it was like a really fascinating, uh, really fascinating thing to look into. If you guys haven't heard about it, um, it was what is her name? Nora Vincent. Nora Vincent. She did an 18th month experiment and then she came back with completely different perspectives. Pretty based. Pretty badass. Definitely recommend checking it out. Um, don't be a dick, Papa. You're not one of the boys, though, no matter how butch you are. Just saying. Why you got Why you got to see? You know what? This is that type of rampant sex, sexism that we're talking about. But this, I don't know why you got to be like that. Like, she's being cool. Whatever. Yeah, maybe maybe you are. Maybe he's just nagging her. Yeah, I think you're right, Lord Thoth. I knew you liked Morgan. Yeah, you're just nagging her, Pop. Just, just pulling her ponytail on the playground. Ah, simp. <laughs> Lady Thoth is my queen. She's a beautiful princess. You treat him right, and they treat you like a king. See, I knew it. I think that's true. I think that's true. You know, my girlfriend definitely contributes a lot to my life. And I try to, you know, honor it as much as I can. It doesn't always work out. I don't always, you know, do my best, but I, I try to. And, you know, she tries and, you know, there's definitely things that we both fuck up on. But I think, you know, ultimately, like our relationship is built on like respect and contributing to the other lot, the other person's life and not taking away from it, which is, you know, more than I can say for a lot of relationships that I've been in that were whew, more like having another job. <laughs> this isn't quite like that. My uh, my girlfriend's actually been really good with helping me with like this stuff with the YouTube. I think she's really embraced it instead of looking at it as like some weird hobby I do, which is great. When you do have someone on your side like helping you with shit, it's like it means a lot. It helps. Um, <laughs> Morgan, I know I'm not some delusional trans trans trender. Transgender, nice. At the end of the day, I'm a female married to a man. Yeah, beast. That's right. Dope, dope. Uh, everyone is sensitive. It just depends on what buttons you push with someone. If they show it outwardly, there are women who genuinely believe men don't have feelings because it's not wise to show it. That's a fair point, actually. I don't know if they genuinely believe it, but it's like so often like using those like vulnerabilities that they claim they want really does just count against you. It doesn't really help. And it just, it sort of finds like, it, it just exposes like a soft spot for them to like stick something in and break it off. Like usually that's like meaner women, but still like they're out there and men too. I don't know. It just doesn't really like as, as a dude, I think you should be like in touch with your feelings. Like you should know why you feel something and that you are feeling something because I think if you don't like it can really corrupt you. It can create like a rational behavior, dangerous behavior that can really fuck you up. And if you don't know you're feeling something, if you don't know something's affecting you, I think it can mess with your head. Um, but at the same time, like just dwelling on it or exposing it, and, uh, me, sad me, I don't think carries you much favor at all. And I don't recommend it at all. Uh, okay, Papa Cotton, at least you're not trying to be mean. Don't be mean. Don't be, don't be, be nice to women, Papa. Okay. Show respect. Put your coat over a puddle. Pig. It's not really much more of that women in tech story. I just thought it was pretty funny. Um, I, like I said, I think it's ridiculous that that even exists. Like, I remember that when I was in, obviously in Hollywood, there's so much of that too. There was so much of like, you know, female in film, like all these like 
assets and avenues for women trying to get into like the industry and the connections and networks. I'm like, what the fuck about me, man? Like there are like men don't just like see me and are like, dude, you right here, let's get you a job. You did you, do you not have enough money, bro? Here's a, here's a bag of money. Cause you're a man. So you should have all these things. Here you go. And I was opening the doors for me. I have to work for everything. I have to fucking scrape and claw, you know, for like one extra subscriber on YouTube, you know, just to get enough to money to live. And then you see all these like, you know, hair girls right this way. Here's a golden ladder for you over all these animals. And then the men figure out one way to game the system. They're like, I can't believe it. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, these sexist men. Uh, um, all right. Any other stories I want to talk about today? There's a woman who dropped her iPhone in a toilet and then went to get it like an outhouse and then got stuck in there. <laughs> Bro, not worth it. Not worth it at all to like climb down. Ugh, just be standing in human shit. Oh, dear God. For your Apple Watch, I would pay $400 to not have to experience standing in human shit. If someone's like, that's your options. You have to go in that room full of the stench of human excrement and stand knee deep in it. Or you can just pay $400 and not have to do that. I would give you $400 like that. I wouldn't even think about it. So just, oh, well, you lost your Apple Watch. Just get another one or don't. Get a Swatch Watch. <laughs> like, what? why would you risk something like that? And then when you get it, you get it out of the the toilet like it's, it's never going to be the same. It's all like, you know, I feel like it would be just covered in shit forever. Uh, yes. Yes, Morgan Holloway. Oh, shit. Shit, indeed. And it did take place in Michigan. Yes, it did. I saw that story today. <laughs> give, give it up. Give it up, man. <laughs> like, just let it go. I mean, Look, I have a Fitbit. I like my Fitbit a lot. I use it. It helps me with my sleep. It helps with my exercise. It helps with a lot of things. Keeping the time does that really well. But if it fell into a fucking toilet, I'd be like, oh, well, I got to go get another watch. That sucks. I wish I didn't drop it in the toilet. But under no circumstances would it cross my mind. Let me reach down and pull it out. Ugh. There's nothing worse than being like in a porta potty and looking down, just seeing that cesspool. Oh, very gross, very disgusting thing we have to interact with every once in a while. The alt, the art, right? <laughs> She's willing to put a piece of shit on her wrist. So, ah, but I'm hell. Good to see you. Uh, are you even old enough to know what a swatch is? Just thought it was a brand of watch. Is, it, is, it, is there something more to it? Yeah, just a Swatch Watch. I remember those when I was a kid. Just watches. Yeah, they're like goofy, silly, cute. Yeah. 
was born in the 80s, Papa. I'm not fucking 22. Um, oh, I like Apple products, by the way, for the record. And I think smartwatches are actually pretty dope. Um, huh, I forgot where I was going to say. I was going to say something, and it was going to be so clever. It was going to be so brilliant. I forgot. I forgot. Oh, well. Oh, well, shitty watch. <laughs> Did you see uh, also last show I ended on um, the Canadian Parliament, your country thought like applauding a literal Nazi, like a literal, actual, true blue SS Nazi uh, in the uh, in their parliament because he fought Russia. No one, I guess, looked into the fact that who fought Russia in World War Two. Idiots. But then there were all these articles trying to go around trying to defend it. They're trying to be like, well, not necessarily fighting the the Russia in World War II made you a Nazi. And you're just like, no, it did, though. <laughs> like, it literally did, though. Like, I'm no fan of Russia. Certainly not the USSR. But it does mean that. It's amazing how, like, hard people will go to, like, cover up, like, blunders you know like especially when it comes down to your side and i look i know we say both sides do it but i feel like the left does it a lot more um but like when the left is like when something happens like that they have to scramble to come up with a reason why actually no it's fine that they applauded a literal nazi we're not we're not ideologically obsessed with anything our side says and then we have to come up with articles and explanations we can't just be like oh shit our bad yeah, I guess that is stupid that we did that. Yeah, all right. We don't, we don't, we're not, we're not pro Nazi. <laughs> no, there's all these articles coming out trying to like defend it. It's like, you can't be serious. Take the L, man. Take the L. Ah, uh, yeah, I thought that, that was a nice, that was a nice cope from them. I don't know. There's a bunch of other shit. Nothing really that's all that interesting. Like, I guess Sage Steele, like, did an interview talking about Biden. She said it was super sad how, like, Biden couldn't even finish, like, his sentences. Like, it was just this, like, oh, it's just kind of pathetic. and just kind of, like, broke her heart, which I, like, I get, you know? I am kind of curious to see what happens in the next election, though. Are you guys, like, curious, you know? I, I really am, like, because it's, like, I don't, I don't even think like, I think the left will, the, will, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever their overlords tell them to think, they will think and do. Um, but I think there's a growing part of the middle of the country that really is just like, I mean, this guy, we can't, we didn't like Trump, but this guy, he's brain dead. He's absolutely brain dead. I mean, look at him. You know what I mean? You can't, this is crazy. Uh, so you have that happening. So then you got Trump, right? Like, still kind of polarized. I, I still, I think the, the right, you know, is kind of trying to favor different options and see what happens. Like, I think they want Trump, but they don't want to be all in on Trump in case it doesn't work out. Like they're trying to come out on top no matter what. But Trump's dealing with like all these lawsuits, the criminal charges and all that shit. Like, and I, honestly, you know, look, I'm not saying there was anything questionable about the last election. I would never even think that. Okay. I definitely think it happened when Trump got elected in 2016. Definitely something questionable about that election. But in 2020, there was absolutely nothing questionable about that election whatsoever at, in any way 
at all, okay? But but the next one, this one, I do wonder if maybe there would be something potentially questionable about it, you know? I don't know. But if they did, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it would go. I am just genuinely curious, man. I really want to see how it goes. I think, you know, our best, honestly, I think our best option is Trump. I know he's crazy. I know he's boisterous. I know he's a little unhinged, but I think overall he was a good president and I'd rather have him than the zombie in chief, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm just kind of curious to see how this all kind of plays out. I'm not like a huge politics guy. I keep like a, a bit of an eye on it. I think people who talk about it too much, a little lame, a little weird, uh, a little obsessive. It's kind of like, okay. Like, it's it's like it's almost like they're sports teams, you know. If they're really really invested in like the 49ers. You're like, okay, dude, like all day, seven days a week, you're talking about this. I mean, don't you have any other hobbies? Um, I think that's a little bit like politics, but I don't know. I'm curious to see what this next election cycle is going to look like. It's coming up. It's like a year away. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, if you're a fan of comedy and you're a fan of memes. You got to be on Trump's side. You got to be. Because it's just going to be more fun. <laughs> it's going to be way more fun if Trump all gets in again. <laughs> Come on. You got to be on the side of that. Also, it's like RFK. I don't know. He's an interesting guy. I kind of like some of the things RFK said. But also, like, when I was... It's the second the Supreme Court was like, actually, maybe we shouldn't really be discriminating against people's like races and genders and that shouldn't be a, a like a legal thing that you're allowed people to get into college with he immediately was like no no that's a bad decision from the supreme court i don't like that and you're like this is the rebel this is the guy he's the outsider like, that sounds pretty fucking mainstream take to me sounds pretty standard i feel like we've been getting a lot of that for a long time uh, i don't know We'll see. Also, I don't really think he's got a chance. So I think it's like, who does he, if he, if he does run independent, who does he take votes away from? Is it Trump or is it Biden? If Biden's even f capable of running again. I think if, if Biden runs again, it'll kill him. That'll, that'll, that'll be it. He just won't have to, you know. Although they don't really have to run him, right? The media just kind of runs it for him. They're just like, hey, remember Trump? Remember how bad he was? And, oh. You're not a bad person, right? So you'll vote for Biden. Cool. He doesn't have to come to your city. Uh, <laughs> it do be like that, doesn't it, Papa Cotton? A surprise how quickly neo-hippies turned into warmongers the second Biden's Ukrainian money laundering war started. That is incredible. I mean, god damn. All I heard about it was like the, the American war machine and how much, you know, Wars for oil and this, blah, 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 all I ever heard. All I ever heard. I saw the memes that you don't see on this. And then the second, like, they, they this fight appears, all of a sudden there's not enough money and tanks and guns and bullets and war that can go on. It is amazing how quickly that narrative changed. It's almost like you don't have any principles. It's almost just like whatever way the wind blows. Uh Papa Cotton, I can't say that because I don't uh, I don't believe that. I believe all the narrative, except for the 2016 election, that clearly, you know, there's something fishy going on. But uh, no other elections, certainly not. Certainly none where Democrats won. That's That I know that for sure. I can say that definitely. 
All right, folks, that's going to do it today for the MF or podcast number 34. I appreciate you guys watching today. Thank you very much. I hope that you have a wonderful afternoon. I hope that your day goes great. And I hope that you get everything you ever dreamed of. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, keep an eye out for um, more sketches. Check out the Pride Raptor sketch. If you haven't seen it yet, please watch it. I hope that you'll watch it. I hope that you'll like it. I think it's funny. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. Uh, I got another one coming out, hopefully beginning of next week, but that seems probably a tad ambitious. But more more work to come. More work to come. More from MFR Podcast to come. So uh, thank you all for watching. I really appreciate it. And you guys have a great day. I'll see you on the next episode. Be well. Yeah, good.